All right. All right. Good morning, afternoon, evening, brunch time, lunch time. Hey, that was a win time. Wasn't the prettiest win time, but you know what? All wins are pretty right now time. Whatever time of day it is, boys and girls, it's the right time for the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker, Grant Ramey coming to you from, well, I would say Missouri, but I don't te- te- think technically we're still in Missouri. I think we've uh, we've crossed the border here uh, into Illinois, uh, where we're crashing after Tennessee's win over Missouri at Missouri on, what night was it, Grant? Tuesday night, 69-59, to Tennessee wins at Mizzou Arena. Uh, the Vols taking down former Tennessee coach Conzo Martin and his Tigers, uh, which was uh, and still is statistically one of the best defenses in all of college basketball. Uh, th- there was only one one team in the country, only one team in the country, Grant, that coming into tonight, uh, after 13 or 14 games, only one team was ranked top seven nationally in points per game allowed, in two-point field goal percentage, three-point field goal percentage, all of that. That was the Missouri Tigers, and Tennessee goes out there against one of the very best defenses in college basketball and shoots, how about that, 53.5%. The Vols just absolutely scorching the nets when they weren't turning the ball over. Uh, Unfortunately, the Vols also turned it over 21 times, but I don't think beggars can be choosers. Uh, That was a better offensive performance overall than I expected, and most importantly, Grant, that was a win Tennessee absolutely needed to have. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, four out of five they'd lost, three out of the last four at home. I mean, they hadn't lost three in a row, uh, two calendar years almost. It's been, a, it's been a long time since they've been through a stretch like that. Uh, and it felt like the first half, uh, as well as they – it felt like the first ten minutes of the half, I think they were shooting like 70% from the field, uh, and they were only up maybe two. And it felt like this team was doing that thing that it's been doing where it doesn't take advantage of something early in the game. Memphis missed 12 of its first 13 shots, and – Tennessee couldn't build the lead big enough to, to hold on to that one. Um, they hit nine threes in the first half against LSU um, Saturday, and they're down one at halftime. Uh, and there was a there was another game I had in my head. I, I blanked on. I was thinking about it earlier, where they it just seems like they weren't taking advantage. Uh, and this one, they come out and they play pretty well in the first half. They turn it over a ton, so it's a pretty close game. I think four points at halftime. Uh, they come out and hit back-to-back threes to start the second half, and it looks like they're going to have a really good half of basketball. They build a 10-point lead. Uh, and not too long later, there's like a five-minute scoreless stretch, and they're down three, and they need answers, and they found answers tonight. And uh, Santiago Vescovi's still a kid that's going to step up and <laughs> just do crazy stuff in big moments despite the fact that he's been here like three hours. Uh, and this uh, seems like Josiah Jordan-James settled in. He looks really good to me. He looks really in control, and... Uh, kind of a lot more at ease these last couple of games. So uh, maybe with those freshmen in the backcourt, they're starting to find a little bit of something. Yeah, that that Josiah Jordan-James performance tonight, I, I don't know that numbers really do it justice, but he had kind of one of those nights statistically. Uh, I thought he'd have a few more of these this season, and I think he still will. Uh, he had 11 points, seven rebounds, four assists, two blocks, and one steal. Did have the four turnovers, but you know what? Everyone not named Jordan Bowden turned it over all night long for Tennessee. Uh, so that's just kind of where things are right now. Uh, there's plenty to talk about from that game. We will talk about uh, Jordan Bowden doing some some things that maybe look like 
like he's going to break out of his funk a little bit. Uh, Jalen Johnson off the milk carton, at least for now, and, and back into the rotation and, and doing some good things. Uh, we're gonna, we got plenty to talk about there, uh, and we will hear in the second segment of this podcast from Tennessee coach Rick Barnes after his team's performance against Missouri. Um, but I think the main story, as you just mentioned, Grant, uh, was those freshman point guards, uh, Vescovi and Josiah Jordan-James. Uh, it, it's interesting to me that this Vescovi kid, as you said, he has been in the United States of America for less than two weeks now, still less than two weeks. Uh, this was the first road game of his college career. It was the second uh, college game period of his career, uh, and he goes out there for the first 30 minutes of the game, and uh, he looks like a guy who has been in the United States for less than two weeks and is playing in his first career road game and his second game of his college career. Uh, he was struggling. He was turning the ball over quite a bit. Uh, he was looking, I don't know if timid's the right word, uh, but a little bit disjointed. I think the way that Jordan Bowden put it was he wasn't with us in the first half. And, and that just, it makes all the sense in the world when you think about it because Rick Barnes has said time and time again, it takes his point guards about a year and a half uh, kind of traditionally to where they start running the fast break the way he wants, the way they start running the offense the way he wants. Uh, it, it takes a long time. Uh, and this kid has been here for, like, as you said, three hours it seems like. And, and what does he do with the game on the line, the final couple minutes, Mizzou's crowds are getting into the game, uh, a 10-point Tennessee lead turns into a three-point deficit. It looks like the ball is going to get turned over out of bounds. And Viscovi kind of finds a way acrobatically to save the ball. Uh, and he kicks it over, gets it to Jalen Johnson, who then kicks it to James for that three-pointer that ties the game. And then Vescovi goes and scores eight points by himself uh, in the next you know 45 seconds or so. Uh, Mizzou calls a timeout, doesn't work, comes out of that timeout. Uh, Vescovi picks up a loose ball, drives down, scores. And all of a sudden, Tennessee's starting to put this thing away. It's curtains. And that 11-0 that run right there, that was Tennessee's freshman point guards scoring every single point in that stretch. And I think I looked it up. If my math is right, which is never a sure thing, it was, it was I think it was an 11-0 run in 97 seconds. And this is on the road with two kids who have a combined two starts at point guard for Tennessee. Uh, these kids, sometimes you just have an it factor about you. And you know, this wasn't the most aesthetically pleasing game of basketball that we'll ever see. Uh, that was not two Final Four teams going against each other. Let's just call it what it is. But you can tell a lot about people in moments when things get tough. And tonight, again, when Tennessee needed buckets, those kids with 9,000 people screaming at them just calmly went about their business and made plays like they were doing an open gym. They, they just they have a bit of an it factor. Now, they were big prospects. They're supposed to be good basketball players. Let's not act like they're doing some Herculean task here. They're supposed to be good. But in those moments, you know, Tennessee's got some upperclassmen who don't always, you know, they're not natural leaders. They're not guys who consistently kind of step up in those moments. And these kids ha have a, an ability to do some of this stuff. So when you start thinking about where this season can go, uh, we'll have more on that later, but it just seems like this was – those freshmen have some it factor about them. They just don't get rattled. Josiah Jordan-James Grant, he's not supposed to be a scorer. He's not supposed to be a guy. His senior season, he's a five-star prospect. His high school coach is having to beg him to shoot the ball. A couple weeks ago, Rick Barnes is still begging this kid to shoot the ball, and he is calmly in rhythm, knocking down just giant killer three-pointers in the second half. There's something about these kids, I think. 
Yeah, and Josiah, those threes, the, the stuff that he was hitting in the second half was when Tennessee really needed buckets, when Missouri was, uh, I don't know what the run was, Missouri went it, it went from 40, uh, 38-28 Tennessee uh, to 53-50 uh, Missouri. So obviously that was a pretty lopsided Missouri run, but it felt like any time Missouri went on a five oh seven oh run, uh, that Josiah would would find a way to, to hit a three or do something to to kind of stabilize and, and get Tennessee a little bit uh, back to even. And that stat line that you mentioned for Josiah, that's a very Grant Williams stat line where no number uh, a young Grant Williams where no number jumps off the the stat sheet, but there's a lot of crooked numbers all the way across his stat sheet. Uh, and what he did in the second half, and you, you go back to, to what he did in the first half against LSU, uh, he had a career-high 15 in that game. That was, that was a step forward for him, even though the second half was slow. Uh, and, and with Santi, I mean, credit Evan Daniels. He's been on this kid for a while. He's been really high on this kid for a while. Uh, if you look at the 247 ratings compared to other people, what they think of, of or what they had Santi at, Santi was a top 75 player for 247, a, a four-star prospect, I think the number 13 point guard, and he looks every bit uh, that kind of elite. I mean, surely he's going to slow down at some point, and he's not going to hit a huge shot. Uh, I like you. I thought the first half, the way Rick was using him, it felt like he was backing off of him a little bit and kind of not trying to force the issue and having him on the floor for so many minutes and, and maybe trying to not have him fatigued and turn the ball over as much as he was against LSU. Uh, but, but the way he came in and, and he, you know, that, that huge three was his first point of the night. And that wasn't a short toes on the line three. That was pretty deep. Uh, and Josiah kind of explained it pretty well after the game. He's got a really slow release. Uh, but when he loads it up, it looks the exact same every time his mechanics. He's not going to rush his shot. Uh, and it usually goes in. I mean, if you watch him shoot in pregame versus – you watching him shoot those balls in the second half of Mizzou, it looks the exact same. He's going to square his feet uh, and go through his motion, and it's, it, I mean, it's a good-looking jump shot. And obviously, he's not afraid of the moment. Maybe ignorance is bliss at this point, and he's just out there having fun. But uh, he's been a huge, huge addition. Yeah, I want to be careful how I use this name because I, I, I am not in any way, shape, or form uh, trying to suggest that Viscovi is this type of player. But when you watch a guy like, you know, Luka Doncic out there playing for, for the Mavs, one of the best players on the planet right now, uh, but he's a guy who just never really looks to wow you athletically. His show, I mean, his, um, his shot looks kind of slow and kind of awkward. He's never really moving a million miles per hour. He's just doing everything calmly and smoothly all the time, and he's, guys aren't able to stop it. And, and Vescovi... I see some kind of shades of that because he sees the floor so well. Uh, he makes passes. You just watch him in pregame warm-ups and stuff when, when they're out there kidding around. The way that he sees the floor, the way that he flips the ball around behind his back, the way that he can spot guys across the court and kind of put it right on them, this kid has some special ability, and it's going to have to be honed in. Uh, he's a kind of a walking turnover right now uh, because I, I don't I, – I, I was always aware that the rules of basketball were more universal, um, but apparently uh, in either Uruguay or Mexico City or Australia, you can take like 18 steps with the basketball every time you get it because Vescovi keeps getting called for travels and he looks at the ref like, I, I always do this. Why is this a problem now? Uh, it's kind of the way he shuffles those pivot feet, the way he kind of puts them up and down. He does things that 
other places in the world, they're not going to call that all the time. But here in this country, if they see that, they're going to call that I travel every time. And, and Rick Barnes, to his credit, spotted that a mile away, and he said, this is going to be an issue when this kid gets here. Uh, and it is. But if you remember, there were times, basically the first two years that Rick Barnes had, you know, Jordan Bone and Lamonte Turner, they would do things 10% as bad as some of the stuff this kid's doing, and they're getting benched, they're getting yanked out of the game. He's giving this kid a leash kind of because he has to, uh, but also because he, he understands this team needs this kid. Uh, you look at it right now, uh, Tennessee, and this is with starting Vescovi, Tennessee again in this game, uh, bench points 11. All of them came from Jalen Johnson. Uh, this is not a deep basketball team. But, you know, and imagine if Escovi hadn't been able to, to get here on time or get here early. You know, what will be going on now? They have some holes. But when you look at the way that, that some of the things that Vescovi does, uh, when you look at the way that, to me, I really like that some of those big shots James hit tonight were shots that uh, Missouri's defense, when they get packed in against you, they make it hard. Conzo Martin, I know Tennessee fans don't love him. I know they don't love his brand of basketball. But everyone in the in the college game, and most people probably who know this guy, who knows basketball across this country, they know he's a great defensive coach. They know his teams always guard you. They know that they're going to make it hard. You got to swing the ball side to side. You got to move the ball around. You got to wait for your the right opportunity. They make it hard on you, uh, and they really kind of break you down sometimes in half court and really really wall off everything you want to do. And you have to create. And Tennessee's offense is not designed really to have individuals create things. It's kind of a team offense. They do a lot of that motion stuff. It's cuts. It's spacing. It's, you know, stepping into shots. It's kind of getting passing guys open. There's a lot of intricate movements in their offense. And it's not kind of a dribble drive, make a play, kick out kind of offense. But you have to do that against teams like Missouri because they force you to make plays like that. And, and when Tennessee was bogged down, you know, they had back-to-back shot clock violations. They had to, you know, Bowden had to force some of those shots like Lamonte Turner had to early in the season. They had some, you know, really ugly possessions. But they also had some of those moments where Josiah Jordan-James just made a play late in the shot clock. Uh, there was another one where just an absolutely brilliant, beautiful pass uh, from Vescovi to Fulkerson for an easy finish. These guys are out here making plays, and uh, I think it's a really good thing to see uh, because this Tennessee team, uh, this was not a magic bullet that's going to fix everything. You know, th- this team's going to have some issues. But I think with everything they've been through lately, going on the road, getting this win, and the way they did it, uh, I think that that says a lot about sort of some of the things they can do maybe this season will not be totally miserable I'm not trying to sound like fatalistic when I say that because I never really thought the season would just be an absolute disaster uh, but uh, games like tonight show may- maybe it can be okay yeah I mean this, this two years ago a pretty good Tennessee basketball team went to Missouri and I don't remember who was on that Missouri team but you know lost I think it was 59 to 55 in a in very much a 40-minute rock fight and, and doing kinds of things that, you know, he's going to do. Uh, he's going to make it really tough to score, as you said. He's going to put a lot of people between you and the bucket uh, and wish you luck. But, I mean, with the SEC being what it is and college basketball being what it is, who's really good, who's elite? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of teams in the SEC that are sitting in the same spot Tennessee is, just like that Missouri team, just like the South Carolina team coming to Knoxville Saturday. I mean, there's 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 a lot of teams that, that Tennessee can play with in this league. It's just a matter of how many times when it's 
53-50 with five minutes left. Can somebody hit that shot? Uh, and how can Tennessee go on a run and do whatever to find those answers in those big-time moment games uh, to win games like this? I mean, this 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 team needed it. The the young guys on this team needed it to, uh, I guess, to kind of reinforce what what they're what they're doing and what they're trying to do. I mean, they started seven and one, uh, and life was good for that basketball team, and they're ranked you know as high as like sixteen or seventeen. Uh, and then they lost four or five, and, and they've plummeted in just about every metric that you can look at, rankings, power rankings, analytics, uh, all the stats, all that stuff. Uh, it's been a rough stretch for them, and they, they needed that kind of, I guess, uh, confirmation, reassurance, whatever, uh, that, that they can play with teams and, and they can be a pretty good basketball team if they can put stuff together. You know who else put stuff together, Grant? Some of the, the products and services and in-house ads. Uh, that happened to sponsor this Go Vols 24-7 podcast. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to step away for just a second. When we come back, uh, you're not going to hear me and Grant talking, and you're welcome for that. Uh, you're going to hear Tennessee basketball coach Rick Barnes uh, talking about Tennessee's win over Mizzou. Should we should we toss uh, the uh, should we toss some of the Josiah Jordan James stuff in there too, or should we should we save that for another podcast? Dealer's choice. We're going to hear definitely from Rick Barnes when we come back from this commercial break, and, and who knows, uh, m- maybe maybe a player in there. And, and when we come back, uh, you're going to have Grant and I talking about a couple other topics, and then we're going to step on out of here. But before that, uh, let's go listen to some products and services and in-house ads and all those other fun things, and we will be right back. Hashtag ad. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Think about what you got from Santi down the stretch after he was. Well, he was, he was limited, and again, I think you got to give them credit. I mean, they came out and they were going to make sure they were going to make him feel their pressure. And you know, Coach Martin does a tremendous job with his team, and again, he's down a key player, and that's tough on any coach, especially this time of year. But I think early Santi wasn't settled in, but he came back in the second half. His arguably his. That offensive rebound he got kicked out to Josiah was a huge play in the game, and we had a lead. Give them great credit for coming back and tying the game. But in in the past couple weeks, we've melted down there tonight. We stayed with it and was able to come out with a win. But uh, he's still learning. We had a lineup out there tonight with uh, Jalen. I thought Jalen Johnson really responded tonight. You know, we haven't had, we've never played with that lineup really at any, and I thought those guys did a good job just trying to learn what we need to do off the board there. And, uh, but uh, it was a nice win for these young guys. How do you like what Josiah gave you in the second half? And is he kind of that guy maybe help the half-court offense have some more life? Yeah, he, he did. You know, we, we felt, you know, they're, they're really hard to score on, on the first side. And you're going to have to move the ball against them. They, they I mean, they're a great defensive team and not going to give you anything easy. And, and we felt like if we could get into the ball going from side to side a little bit, we'd be able to get some things. And Josiah thought a couple of times we got him, not just him, but as a group we did. But uh, overall, he's, he's feeling more and more comfortable. And again, it's going to take he, it's going to take 
it normally takes our point guard a year and a half to really understand our transition game, and, and it's not what it's been in the past, but we'll keep working on it. And when we execute it, that's one of the best things we do. But, again, what we ask those point guards to do is not easy, but uh, both he and Santi will learn here as we go. What was the difference with Jalen tonight? I know you said he was locked in the other day, but it seemed like tonight he was locked in. Well, I think he's realized. I mean, if he makes, if he makes, and again, I, I can under, understand his first couple shots. He thought I thought were just great. Jalen Johnson shot. Yeah, I think he had a little heat check on one of them, and that's what I don't want him to do because I, I thought after that point, uh, normally after that he. Gets lost a little bit, but I thought tonight he was really, for the most part, locked in defensively, and he's understanding the, the dirty work that has to be done out there on each possession. And uh, if he can do that for us and continue to, uh, and you know, we were going, we were planning on playing he and ticket equal minutes, but uh, when Devontae went in the game, he you know got lost twice. First play of the game, he gave up the wide open three off a, a really a simple play, and that's being young too. But uh, again, we were. Down 10, I mean, up 10, they tied it. I think he even took the lead, and the way we fought back was, was good for us. Great. Not many teams have shot the ball that well against Missouri. Was there something you guys were doing beyond the, the ball going in? Well, you know, 21 turnovers, it's hard to live with, <laughs> to be honest with you. But uh, that shows you that we've got the ability. We, I, I do think we have a good shooting team, but uh, especially when we move the ball. and. But this group is we're, I haven't coached a team and I'd have to really sit down and think about it where we've had to start over so many times. And so we're still trying to Santi's figuring it out. You know, he's had he might be leading the nation in turnovers right now with what I mean, do you have tonight and uh, the travel. We knew that would be a problem him coming in. That's international basketball. And uh, I thought he got fouled on the baseline on one of those turnovers. But uh, Again, we're we're learning. We got a lot of guys out there, and, and uh, we just got to. It's going to be neat, just seeing how much we can improve with this group. Jim Rick, do you think Josiah was in control tonight as much as he has? Been? I thought, and again, you know, Grant, the last two games, I, I do think his presence has been much better. But tonight, again, he really settled Santi down tonight. You know, I think the other night when when uh, Santiago got here, I think he kind of lifted a little bit of of the load off. Josiah, I felt tonight it was the other way around because they were really encouraging because we, we know our guys, we know their body language, and we could tell that, that he Santi was struggling. But uh, the way he came back and hit those shots and the free throws are, it tells you really what he's sort of kind of made of. Was it good to see Jordan Bowden have a nice game to himself after his recent spread? It was, and again, but, you know, like I, I got upset with him at the end because, I mean, he knows better than to run deep in the corner. and. And uh, catch the ball, and, he, and, he, and he's too good a shooter not to make his free throws. But uh, he's learning too. He's playing with a whole different group of guys, so it's, it's new. It's new for him. He's not out there with an experienced group of guys like he's been the last couple of years. So he's going through a, a learning phase too. Thank you, coach. All right, thank you, guys. Is tonight is in control as you felt from start to finish. I guess you could say that, um, since we were able to finish the game. It was a couple of games throughout the year where I feel like for one half or maybe half a half, I felt really good out there. But yeah, definitely the whole time, um, I definitely said it's the most in control I felt today. Where's the chemistry at with you and Santiago right now? I feel like it's way above um, what either of us expected um, because we've known each other for what? I, I was with him on his official visit for two days and then got here last week Saturday so two weeks ago Saturday and so I feel like 
we're really good. Um, we've had a couple practices together. Coach always tries to put, at first he tried to put us against each other, but then uh, when we found out he was starting, we started to play together a lot more. And so I feel like I know what he's going to do a lot, um, and he knows what I'm going to do. And I feel like we play well off each other. How surprising is that to have that level right now? Um, it's kind of surprising, but that's what the team needs because uh, uh, we're in a rough, rough part of the year. Uh, we were four in our last five, lost four of our last five, and so we really didn't have time uh, to to play the, the oh, poor me, woe is me game. So we just had to hit the ground running. I feel like we did that. We just didn't look back. How does he just show up and hit all these shots? I'm telling you, like, I have no idea because he has a, one, a slower jump shot, but I'm telling you, like, if he gets it off, it's going in because, like, it's so methodical, I feel like. But he, I feel like he measures it before he shoots it, and I know it's going in every time he shoots it, but I'll still crash the glass. Can you work on him with the steps there? Yeah, he's still getting a couple traveling calls, but that's just from 18 years of playing over in a different country, and it, it's normal for him. I'm not too upset about it. He'll, he'll learn about it. So when you pump fake that one, drove, kicked him in the corner, you right away were... Oh, yeah, I knew that was going in. Yeah, for sure. Um, he got his feet together, had his little slow, methodical <laughs> release, and I knew it was going in. He led the SEC in field goal percentage defense, and you guys shot like 53%. Um, surprised at all that you guys were able to get that many good, good looks against them? I just give credit to our coaching staff. We knew um, that they they play really good on the ball defense. They play um, in the gaps as far as their help defenses. So I feel like we knew what we were looking for. We knew what we were coming into. And then we had some great practices leading up to this, um, really competing against each other. So uh, I'm not too surprised that we shot the ball well, but it's, it's definitely good that we did. Rick said when y'all gave up leads the last couple weeks, you've melted down in those situations. The team has. Why was, why was tonight different when Missouri came back and took that lead? We just say level-headed. Never. Um, he likes to say nothing's ever as good as it seems. It's never as bad. And so, like, you know the game's about ebbs and flows, about runs. So we are up 10, and then they came back. I think they took the lead. But uh, we stay composed. We stay level-headed. Uh, credit to Jordan Bowden um, because he came in. He was like, we had the, I think we had like seven or eight minutes left. It's a long time. And so we knew that, and then we just kept executing. That's what he wanted us to do, just execute every time on offense, get a shot on offense, and um, we'll put ourselves in a good position to win. Josiah, how much, you know, I know it's a long season, but how much did y'all need this tonight after the past couple we weeks? We needed a lot. Um, it's a great atmosphere now. It's a great feeling. Um, we got we to gotta take it into to TBA on Saturday against South Carolina. But uh, we didn't do a lot of things well, but we were able to do enough, enough things uh, to get the job done. We definitely needed it for the rest of the season. All right. Thank Thanks, you, sir. I appreciate it. Josiah pump fakes, drove in and kicked you in the corner and you were wide open. I mean, I cut to the corner, I was wide open. I hit the three, um, I think it was uh, right before that. Yeah, right before that. So uh, I was wide open and I wanted ball. So I mean, I was confident, I was feeling it. And I saw Josiah, and as soon as he kicked it, I was going to shoot it. So it's just the expectation coming in, how much you're going to contribute. I mean, I really did, didn't think about like uh, expectations before coming into the team. I just um, wanted to help as much as I can within all the team, and I think they're really helping me as well and like trying to get me on the team. And I don't know. Was your um, in this game you, you hadn't scored at all until the, like five minutes left in the game? You went on that personal 8-0 run. Uh, you still feeling confident? 
that point, going that long without making much of a contribution? I mean, I was still feeling confident. Uh, I think that uh, the threes that I made uh, really helped me to go back in the game. And I thought that was like a crucial part of the game, which helped me. And I mean, I'm not going to say I was not in the game, uh, but I was trying to more like uh, play off my teammates, uh, trying to give them ball. And I mean, I was feeling it. And lucky that brought me back to the game. So the first road game of your career, that didn't didn't go through your mind about pressure or anything like that? What's up? The first road game of your career, I guess, tonight. I mean, yeah. no no pressure, no nerves, nothing like that? I mean, I really didn't feel the the pressure, because, like, back in Uruguay, uh, the... All these stands are like crazy. It's like almost a soccer game, and they all like chanting all the all the game, and they like I don't know. It's another uh, like environment. So once I got here, like it really doesn't affect me. Court same size. <laughs> yeah, court same size. Still two I mean, foot goal. <laughs> I mean that's a big difference. The court side, uh, you have no ref reference like behind the the rim, so that's. A little bit hard, but I mean, people-wise, I know what they say and what they cheer. It was not a problem. Thanks, Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back to the Go Vols 24-7 podcast, brought to you by whatever products and services and in-house ads you may or may not have heard just a second ago during that commercial break. As always, you are not morally, ethically, spiritually, contractually obligated in any way, shape, or form to listen to those commercial breaks. Uh, but we appreciate those people who go and do that. That helps us at CBS Sports, helps us at 24-7 Sports, helps us at Go Vols 24-7, and, and who knows, it, it might just help you out. We never know. Uh, what the ads are going to be. Uh, there will probably come a point in time in this podcast when we're reading the ads and having a good time with that. Um, but right now we're just kind of uh, letting CBS and, and those guys handle that. And uh, so uh, hopefully it was a good product. Uh, did you like whatever product or service it may or may not have been, Grant? Loved it. It's probably the best product or service you've ever had, right? I mean, it just se it seems like a good thing. Uh, Tennessee, as you're listening to this podcast for that, uh, for Tennessee sports information, Tennessee did beat Missouri 69-59 to on the road here uh, near Missouri. Uh, we've just now crossed the, the border. Grant and I are now uh, uh, crashing at a hotel here in uh, Illinois, uh, the, the land of the land of Lincoln and the Chicago Cubs who are not the reigning world champions, but always the world champions in my heart. Uh, Tennessee in this game, a lot of the story, Grant, was the freshman point guards. Uh, both those southpaws, Santiago, Santiago Vescovi and Josiah Jordan-James, both made some absolutely huge plays uh, down the stretch 
for Tennessee, helping the Vols kind of turn that 10-point lead that came a three-point deficit, turning that into a win. Some big stretches there. Uh, but it wasn't just those two kiddos. There were a couple other guys at Tennessee that made some some big plays in that basketball game. Uh, I think first we, we need to talk about uh, Jordan Bowden. Uh, normally, if Jordan Bowden has a 13-point game, 13 points, four rebounds, three assists, you're like, no, okay, that's – you know, not a great night, but 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 not that bad of a, a night. Uh, the way things have been going for Jordan Bowden right now, that looks beautiful. Uh, things have been kind of a tough sledding for him lately. And here's what's also impressive, Grant. You know Bowden is not really playing a lot of point guard on this team right now. He's playing it a little bit. Um, but he was out there for 40 minutes. Uh, he he uh, Nobody for Missouri played more than 30 minutes. Uh, and Jordan Bowden's out there playing 40 minutes. Tennessee has 21 turnovers tonight. He had only one of them. So he took care of the basketball. Uh, he played pretty well on the defensive end. And he hit a couple shots. He was two of seven from three. Uh, a couple of those were shots he had to force late in the shot clock. And a couple more were shots that looked like they were going in and just kind of rimmed out. Uh, but the bottom line is, uh, I think this was a game that Jordan Bowden can build on. Uh, and as he said, after the game, we were joking with him and said, we hadn't talked to you in a while. And he said, yeah, it's because I've been playing pretty bad <laughs> in, in the way that Jordan Bowden does. Uh, it comes out and he says honest things. But uh, Tennessee needed this from him, and, and Jordan Bowden needed to see himself do this, didn't he? He did badly. Um, and, and the way it happened, I think, was the way it needed to happen. Uh, he... Uh, he made a good cut to the bucket, and somebody got him the ball right there for an easy layup early in the game. Uh, I think he scored in transition, uh, maybe uh, hit a short jumper. He missed a couple early shots, uh, which is always worrisome given the, the kind of slump he's been in. Uh, but he responded, and, and he hit shots. I uh, didn't do a ton in the second half, but he hit shots in the first half when they needed him. He, I guess he did have a big three kind of there with about three minutes left to help Tennessee kind of uh, hold on to its advantage, but just kind of you know, like you said, those numbers aren't going to stick out in the past for Jordan Bowden with what he's done at times. Uh, but when you go back and look at some of the, the numbers he's put up the last four games, I think the last two games he was like one for 12 and one for 13. So you're talking about two for 25 over his last two games, scoring 10 points. Well, at Missouri, he had, I think, nine points in the first eight minutes of the game on six shots. So uh, that's that's a pretty big step forward. And Tennessee just needs him to be the guy that's going to meet his average. If he's averaging 12.5 a game, I think that's kind of in the neighborhood where he's at. You need those 12 points from Jordan Bowden. If you get those 12 points from Jordan Bowden against Wisconsin, it's a closer game. If you get those 12 points against LSU, uh, it's a closer game. So they're going to have to have that guy show up every night. And if he's not making threes, uh, like we talked about on the way to Missouri, just go to the bucket and try to find some easy, uh, easy points there. Get to the foul line if nothing else maybe make some foul line jumpers within the flow of the offense, and then maybe stretch it out to three. But he's got to do something, uh, and at Missouri was a pretty good step. Yeah, and I think that, that, as you mentioned, Grant, I think that's a really good point. We don't need to ignore that three-pointer that he hit late in the game. Uh, Tennessee took that lead, kind of went on that, I believe it was an 11-0 run there with uh, Vescovi and, and Johnson doing – or, John, you know, James doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Uh, but really quickly there, uh, Mizzou cut it back down to five. Uh, it's late in the shot clock. Uh, there's just about two and a half minutes left. Uh, the crowd's getting back into the game. It's starting to get a little bit loud in the building. Mizzou's starting to get a little confidence. And then Bowden kind of steps up and hits that big dagger shot that everyone's always wanting Jordan Bowden to go take and go make. Uh, he did it there. And then, of course, he missed a free throw later in the game, the front end of a 1-1 that could have been a big deal, but it wasn't uh, because Tennessee went on and, and did the thing it's supposed to do and got some stops and played well there. Um, but that's really, really important for him because Jordan Bowden, we've said this time and time again, 
Uh, I, I don't know that people, how much they should care about this. Uh, personally, I, I do care. We'll see if, if everyone else does. Uh, but Jordan Bowden is an outstanding kid. You just, he is an unbelievable team first guy. He shows up every day. He works hard. He does everything, tries to do everything you ask him to do. He's done that from day one. Uh, you're just not going to find a nicer kid. Uh, the problem is, you're not going to find a nicer kid. Uh, sometimes he just needs to be a little bit more ruthless, and, and he was kind of given a special ability to play this game, uh, and he could play it at a very, very high level. Uh, but he's a guy who needs to go out there and do that. Uh, he needs it for his confidence. Uh, he kind of lives in his own head when things aren't going well. He puts a lot of pressure on himself. He's not kind of comfortable being an alpha naturally. It's just not who he is. Uh, but he's a guy who is still a very, very good basketball player. I would still argue overall one of the better two-way guards in college basketball, uh, a guy that Tennessee needs this from, and this needs to be a step in the right direction for him and hopefully for him and for his team. It's just the start. Uh, one more thing before we step out of here. Uh, Jalen Johnson, ladies and gentlemen, Jalen Johnson is in the building. Uh, it's been a while uh, since I have been happier to see an 11 point performance from anyone uh, because I think in that, in, in this game that we just saw tonight, uh, we saw at least glimpses. Y- y'all got to see glimpses of the Jalen Johnson. I've been trying to tell everyone about for four years. Uh, you know, it's almost like you're, you're talking to people about Bigfoot or something like, it's just, you know, I saw it, I've seen it. And they're like, no, I don't think Bigfoot exists. I'm like, no, I have seen, this is a really athletic Silky smooth, six foot seven guard who can have range out to a billion feet. Uh, he can handle the ball pretty well. Uh, he's got length defensively. Uh, he just needs to play. He just needs to play, and he just needs to get some confidence. Uh, and against Mizzou, he goes out there and he's got a career high in points uh, by the end of the first half. He plays a career high twenty nine minutes. Tennessee goes into the game thinking that uh, Jalen Johnson and Ticket Gaines are. Kind of, kind of play about equal minutes. That, that's kind of what Tennessee plans on going into a lot of games. But if one gets guy gets hot and the other one's not playing well, um, that's how it's going to be. And and Jalen Johnson comes off the bench, plays pretty well, uh, and then you know Ticket Gaines comes in, just has a bad. He falls asleep on the first possession. He's out there defensively, gets lost, and so they just kind of ride Jalen Johnson the rest of the way. And, and on that big that big uh, three pointer that got Tennessee to tie the game late. Uh, Jalen Johnson had a pretty decent look there from three, uh, but he turned it down to get a better shot uh, to Josiah Jordan-James, who nails it. Uh, And he made a lot of really smart basketball plays in this game, and he got some confidence. He started yelling a little bit, beating on the chest. This is a guy Tennessee desperately needs. Uh, And I think – I don't want to make too much of this performance, Grant, but – it just is something Tennessee needed to have and, and something Jalen Johnson needed to have because if the light bulb ever comes on for this kid, uh, I've talked to a lot of his former teammates who rave about how talented this kid is. Yeah, and if, if it is something he builds on, uh, then it's a really good step in the right uh, in the right direction. And, and what Rick talked about after the game wasn't necessarily those threes. He said that he thought those were really great, quote, Jalen Johnson threes. Um he even kind of said he took a heat check and you don't really want to do that, but, you know, wasn't that concerned about it. But he said he thought he was pretty locked in defensively. He said he thought he was doing kind of the dirty stuff on possessions that needs to be done, kind of the dirty work to, to, to help your basketball team without necessarily shooting it every time down the floor uh, and relying on scoring constantly. 
but yeah, this is the guy that uh, that that kind of spurt. You know, you don't have to do a ton, but if you can just put some points together, make a few shots, uh, and help your team, that's what you know. That's what this group needs. Uh, that's uh, as as important as Josiah is and Santiago is, uh, even Fulkerson and, and those guys. Whatever Jalen can give you off the bench. Uh, that's something, and it's big, and Tennessee needs him to build on it uh, because they're coming up in a stretch of, you know, these South Carolina games, Georgia, Vanderbilt's, where they're going to need people to step up, and, and those are winnable games, uh, and Tennessee needs to take care of them. Yeah, they do, and before we step out of here, we will talk about, just give a little bit of attention because I'm not sure uh, if we'll have another uh, hoops uh, discussion on the podcast until after this game is played on Saturday, Tennessee's next game. Tennessee is back in the Tommy Bowl on Saturday afternoon hosting the South Carolina Gamecocks, uh, who, as always, under Frank Martin, we know this. We know Rick Barnes just has a man crush on Frank Martin. Those two guys love each other. Uh, they are, they have a ton of respect for each other. Uh, their teams kind of go at it tooth and nail, but there's always a lot of respect there. Uh, I know uh, Tennessee's players for years, uh, even when they were beating South Carolina there for a couple of years, a lot of times pretty comfortably, those guys said that they had as much respect for South Carolina as just about any team they played because those guys always played the game the right way. Uh, South Carolina, like a lot of teams in the SEC, Grant, virtually impossible to figure out. Uh, South Carolina's most recent game was uh, played tonight at home, lost 81 to 68 to Florida. Also had an interesting uh, moment there with Frank Martin and one of his players on the sideline. Uh, a little bit of Frank Martin's temper maybe getting the best of him again. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but this is a team, Grant, I, I think uh, you, you may have tweeted this the other day. Uh, there was a three-game stretch uh, just, just a couple weeks ago uh, where South Carolina does the following three things. Uh, it, the following four things, I should say. Uh, plays at home against Houston, loses by 20 points. Plays at Clemson, wins by 13 points. Uh, goes on the road, plays reigning national champion Virginia, wins that game 70-59, to then comes home and loses by seven points to Stetson. So, uh, Grant, the floor is yours. Uh, what the hell does any of that mean? Uh, it means South Carolina is a SEC team. Uh, it means uh, they're they have good company in college basketball uh, in a season of really head scratching losses, uh, regardless of where you're ranked or, or what league you're in. Uh, I mean, just go down the list. Uh, what you know about the SEC so far is Kentucky and Auburn are pretty good. Uh, Florida's two and zero through two games, but other than that, you know LSU looks pretty good Saturday. Knoxville, Arkansas has been impressive. Uh, but Tennessee, A&M, Vanderbilt, Georgia, Ole Miss, South Carolina, Mississippi State, Alabama, Missouri, you know, who are those teams? What are they? I think South Carolina has got to be one of the more frustrating in terms of trying to figure out uh, who this team is. I don't know how you go to Virginia and win by whatever point total you just said uh, against a really good, you know, obviously the defending national champion uh, and then, you know, have a, a Boston a Boston loss on your record, a Stetson loss, you know, the stuff that Frank Martin said last week on the SEC Coach Teleconference about this team and the stuff he says every year almost about his teams. But I think it means they're a very frustrating team and they fit perfectly in college basketball. 
Yeah, and there's a couple guys on that South Carolina team that Tennessee fans should know very well by this point. A.J. Lawson, uh, Mate Coatsar, those are guys who have, have been around for a while now. Those are guys Tennessee's staff at least should know very well. Tennessee's veteran players should know very well. So that'll be an interesting game because uh, uh, you never really know with Tennessee right now, and you definitely never know with South Carolina these days. But what we do know, Grant, is that uh, Tennessee did get a much, much needed win to improve to 9-5 and five overall, 1-1 one and one in SEC play. And you know what? The SEC is kind of a weird old league again this year, so uh, we'll see what's going on. We know that Tennessee, uh, no matter what the record is, uh, there have been a lot of teams in this league that have lost to Tennessee the past three years and will uh, want nothing more than to rub Tennessee's face in it uh, if, if they're able to, to do that and beat the ball. So uh, a lot of stuff going on right now in the SEC, a lot of interesting things, but Tennessee uh, showing a little bit of fight uh, in Tuesday night against Mizzou. So good stuff there. Uh, thanks, guys. I think that's just going to about do it. Thanks, as always, for listening. Uh, you can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker, 24-7 on Twitter. Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. And Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan, 24-7 on Twitter. And Patrick Brown is P. Brown, 24-7 on Twitter. Uh, and if you just want all Tennessee news all the time, if you don't want my daily Corgi pictures and Grant's uh, snide remarks about my Corgi pictures, uh, you can. You just want Tennessee news all the time. You can get that at twitter.com slash govals247 or facebook.com slash govals247 where Grant does an excellent job spearheading our coverage there on our really good Facebook page. Or if you want that uh, that water directly from the source, that delicious East Tennessee Mountain Spring water, you can go get that at govals247.com. Well, right now, we've actually got a really, really good special, guys. Should have mentioned this off the top of the, the show, and I, I might get yelled at for not doing that. But uh, we do have right now 60% off uh, your first year if you sign up for an annual subscription to GoBoss 24-7. That's a very, very good deal. And uh, this is not for the people who are doing the 60% off, but if you are a regular subscriber of GoBoss 24-7, if you go ahead and pay uh, the full price for a year, which is still a very reasonable rate, you get access to CBS All Access for free. Why do I mention this every podcast? Because it is a $100 annual value. We are putting it in your pocket. No strings attached, no nothing. It's $100 that we are basically giving to you. So it's like, hey, would you like $100? Sure, I would. Well, where do you get that in this world? You do that if you go to GoVols 24-7 and you sign up for that. So go do that. If you don't, to be honest, say this a lot, but it says more about you than it does about us. And I don't want to be personal. I don't want to be rude about it. But guys, just, just, just do the right thing. Just do the right thing. You know you want to do it. Just do it. Be good, guys. See y'all.